Hi, magandang umaga everyone. So I'm back and I just finished another book which is entitled Emotionally Healthy Spirituality by Peter Scazzaro. So uh, before that, I just wanted to answer one question that I got from that one person who asked why my username, was it? Yeah, my ID here is Ohio. And it, yeah, it's a Japanese greeting meaning good morning. Is it? Yeah, it, I, I, <laughs> what I know, Ohio means good morning in Japanese. And I chose that. So I had this account since 2018. For those of you who does not know, I've been recording the, since then, but most of my recordings were in my drafts because it, I'm just not making any sense at all. And there were a lot of times when I can barely hear myself in the recording. It's just noise, so I just decided to put it on drafts instead. But yeah, good morning. Ohio is good morning. And I just have this perspective. For me, telling someone good morning or magandang umaga in Filipino, like I'm telling them that I'm thinking of them and I wanted them to have a great day, a lovely day, that I love them. That that's how I feel when I greet someone or when someone greets me good morning. I prefer hearing someone say to me good morning than good night. Because, yeah, it's, it seems like you're special when someone says good night to you. But it's even more better for me to hear the words good morning or magandang umaga to someone from someone because I feel like I am receiving I might not a blessing but like a greeting that they just wanted you to know that they're thinking of you at the start of the day. I don't know if I explained myself properly but I really love the greeting Ohio or good morning or magentang umaga because it seems like you're you wanted that person to start their day right. Yeah, that's it for my Ohio meaning. And then going back to the book that I'll be giving my thoughts to. It it's recommended by Pastor Joe, one of the pastors in Victory. It says on the title that it's impossible to be spiritually mature while remaining emotionally immature. How true is that phrase, right? It seems like for us Christians, well, for me, uh, contemplating of all the things that was discussed, I know that we can never be mature spiritually without being mature emotionally. And it's so good because it gives the readers like practical ways on how we as Christians can develop or mature our faith as well as our emotions and it gives us that specific ways on how we can address 
some of the problems we thought we didn't have. But in reality, we're just running away from them. Yeah, I love that it reiterated the things that they should know by now as Christians. But then to forget or tend to minim or neglect because we think that I guess most of us know in ourselves that we need these practices but fail to do so because we're human and we're in our flesh and we're weak and we can't be perfect but it's it's our aim and I know that it is our goal to finish that race and to fight that good fight of it and that and sometimes I know na we get so consumed with all the things that's happening around our church like inside our ministry the fellowship and all those things that involves the church and we think that Ah, uh, my relationship with the Lord is good because I'm doing this, because I'm serving, because I'm hearing the Sunday message, or because we do all these things that makes us think that is good enough. But deep down, when we start to question ourselves and we start to reflect, why do I really go? on Sundays, why do I do this, why do I serve, why do I do fellowship, why do I have to console these people, <laughs> and a lot of times, well for me, I had to answer this in just like a few weeks ago, because are we really serving, or are we really doing these things? because we love the Lord, because we know that it pleases Him. Or deep in our hearts, we know that it pleases us. It satisfies us, our ego, our pride, our need for approval. In ayun, when it comes to, like, when, when you know that the Lord is holding you, he won't let you stray away from the things that, that he had planned for you. And sometimes we get so lost with all the things that we do, we forget why we're really doing what we are doing. And our activity for God can only properly flow from a life with God. Let's not get so used to doing all of those things, activities, without really thinking if it's for His glory that you're doing it, or if it's really for your glory. In just a side note, <laughs> I get to think about as well how those people that you know who are really just passionate about the things that they're doing, no matter what it is, if it's serving the Lord or let's say not related to spirituality but you can see in their eyes how they love what they're doing how passionate they are and 
there's just no pretensions. You can just see in their actions that they're enjoying what they're doing. And it just, it's so attractive to see someone who you can feel in your bones that is enjoying what he or she is doing. And I feel like you don't have to question that person anymore. I don't know where I'm going, but I was just reminded that it's so joyful to see someone who enjoys what he or she is doing not because of what people will say or not because it's that person's job but you can see it in how he she does that she just enjoys it or he enjoys it and it's just so powerful that you will be compelled to be engaged and passionate in whatever you're doing as well so For those people who are really passionate in the things that they're doing, I salute you guys. And I I love seeing people who just enjoy doing what they're doing. So grab it. I'm so I'm so happy that you're happy. <laughs> yeah, going back. Uh so all the things that I'm saying <laughs> the thoughts on the book in What I love about it is at the end of the last chapter, it summarizes all the things that he discussed, Peter, the author, discussed about. And he has given like a rule of life, which is not really a rule, but it seems like a, a guide that we can use to help our relationship with the Lord grow. But first and foremost, sometimes you cannot or Most of the time, we really cannot be emotionally mature unless we know our true selves, who we really are, deep down in our core being. And it is hard, I know, for a lot of people to just reflect and see who they really are. But that's the good thing because, as Pastor Andy mentioned last Sunday, God simplified our lives, the measure that He has given us. But the same goes with who we really are. If you know who your Creator is, if you know why you were created and how you were created and in what image you are created, then it simplifies things. It does not complicate the. Because sometimes we are so bound to what I'm. Supposed to do what I supposed to be good at, or the purpose that we have in this life, or just who we are in general. And I guess once you know who your creator is, as says in the book, once you fully grasp the the love and the purpose that was given to you in this life then all of those questions just be answered i don't know if i'm making any sense right now but yeah if you know if you want to know who you are then just know who is the one who created you who formed you in his image and that's just really it when you know the heart of the creator then you will know the purpose of the creation and and that's one of the things that i wanted to 
tell as well is that those rule of life that was mentioned, he gave like some examples that we could follow, but it's really like an intentional, conscious plan that we need to do, that we can do to grow our relationship with God. And sometimes we think that being in the church is the only way that we can get to experience the Lord when in fact it's just one of the resources one of the ways that we can get to encounter him but there are tons of ways to encounter and to have a deeper relationship with the lord in number one number one i no i just wanted to tell the the foundations that you really should hand on it's really prayer or prayer rest work and relationships and then under that or there are like sub categories in prayer um it's a two-way communication right we pray and you wanted to speak to god and god speaks to us through his word through the scripture through bible reading and I don't know how many times all the pastors pounded how important it is to read our Bible. I have read a lot of books, in spiritual books, and I know that no matter how much I read, it could never compare to the wisdom that I'm getting from the scriptures. And yes, God will use people to speak to us. God will use circumstances. God will use signs and wonders. And He uses songs to speak to us. But He mainly speaks to us through the scriptures. And how would we know? How would we know what the Father is telling without us communing with Him? Without us meditating and hearing from His words? I I don't get those people who says that they follow Christ but does not have a devotional time with him who doesn't study the scriptures or who says that I'm not really into Bible reading. Uh, I know that we all have different timelines and progress and I don't get how they could grow more intimately in their knowledge of the Lord without them studying His Word. Because like when you wanted to know someone, you wanted to know about that person. The best way and the surest way to know more about that person is to talk to that person 24-7. You can go out with that person, meet her, him personally, and just talk all day to say that you know that person. You can just assume that you know that person by just talking to them one time and then say, mm, I think I know that person already. Right? Or just because you heard someone talk about that person or hear some quintos about that person does not mean that you know that person personally, right? You really have to spend time on your own together with that person for you to really know who that person is. And I guess that's the same with God. You can we can just hear preachings about him and then stories and miracles from other people without us really encountering him personally, intimately, intentionally. And 
yeah, that's just what I don't get on how other people can do that. But I guess that's for me to know. And yeah, yes, I, I love how Peter stated that out of the Ten Commandments, practicing the Sabbath, being the Sabbath, Sab is the only one who is too specific about it. And we all have our missions in life. We all have our service. Our ministry for the last one is relationship. I got to realize that as we mature in our relationship with the Lord, it is impossible not to mature. Yeah, just like how the book, it is impossible not handle our emotions wisely as well because it's just how it is. They're correlational to each other. And I guess that I need to go back to this book from time to time because there are certain pointers that I need to remind myself again and that's it. Yep, so I guess that's it for now, folks. I've been really talkative with this recording. I can see like how many minutes I've spent talking and I'm just continuing the recording right now because it got interrupted earlier this afternoon because my sister went to our room and so I just slept so I'll see you on my next book book reflection book review book I don't know so it's a fiction story I hope that I'll be able to finish and stick with it and yeah, ciao. And whatever we do, do it all for the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. See you when I see you. Paalam.